Today's episode of Recovery Survey is fueled by Brainwash Coffee Company. I'm sure you've heard that drug and alcohol use is on the rise, especially during the pandemic. And Brainwash Coffee Company is working to raise money and awareness to support people seeking help. They donate 50% of their profits and their mission is to give back to the amazing recovery community. Their why is bold and their coffee is fresh. So if you want to sip on an amazing brew that warms your mind, body, and soul, then visit brainwashcoffeeco.com and use promo code recovery survey at checkout to get $5 off your first order. Brainwash Coffee Company, simple coffee for complicated people. You're listening to Recovery Survey, the podcast that shatters stigmas around different types of addictions and takes a deep dive into spiritual principles. I generally tell people, you know, if I can follow my dreams, then you can too, because, you know, I've, I've been through so much and, you know, I still struggle with a lot and yet I'm passionately following my dreams. And so I encourage others to definitely do the same. My guest today is named J. Edward Holtz. He is a best-selling author and creator of the Seven Branches Saga. He is also a columnist for Exceptional Needs Today magazine. Welcome to the show, Jay. My name is Jay Edwards Holt. I am a uh, I'm an author of fantasy fiction. Most of my work is in the young adult category, but I also have a, um, a children's book and a teen comic. Um, I've written. Uh, let's see. I guess it's close to ten books. Um, I'm working on another one now which is the uh, third in a trilogy that I'm finishing up. I also have um, a few books that I've co-authored with some other authors that are um, uh, spiritual books, and they're also available on Amazon. I mean, to sum it up, mostly I am a uh, fantasy author. Oh, excellent. Well, glad to have you on the show today, Jay. And uh, I'm excited to learn more about your books. And and we were talking a little bit before we started recording about some of the other work you do in the mental health space. So I'm just excited to learn more about you and, and hear the different things that you've worked on. Absolutely. So how did you start off in writing? Is that something have you always wanted to be an author? Or is this more of a newfound well, it sounds like it's not too newfound if you've already written 10 books, but is this a newer thing or have you always been interested in writing? I kind of developed an interest for it uh, back in elementary school and I, I really liked it and did it a whole lot in elementary and middle school, a little bit in high school. Um, and, you know, after that, I, I kind of forgot about it sort of and, and didn't do it for quite a while, really. And, um, you know, back in... Uh, I started thinking about, you know, I just I wanted to go ahead and write my ideas down. Uh, I felt like, you know, I'd be doing myself a disservice if I didn't at least try to get something out there. So in 2016, I started on my first book and published that in 2017. And, you know, it was like uh, I caught the bug after that. I was just ready to keep on going. So. Awesome, man. Well, I'd love to hear more about the books. You said you do mostly fantasy stuff and. And I, I'm a pretty big fan of, of sci-fi stuff myself and, and so, sort of that fantasy world. So I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So all of my stuff is, uh, you know, it's fantasy themed, sort of sort of like a, a 
a medieval type thing. You know, you might compare it to Lord of the Rings or, uh, you know, the works of C.S. Lewis or something. Um, and, then, you know, um, most of my books, they're they're meant to teach lessons. You know, they uh, just invaluable life lessons in general. And they're meant to to build people up and uh, stress the importance of family and friendships and all that stuff. Um, you know, uh, my first trilogy is, is uh, called the Little Men Trilogy. That's with the first book, Little Men, Big Treasures. It's one of the first books and only books that has uh, dwarves as the main characters. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people have said that they thought that was cool. And um, but all in all, the books are all connected, even though they're different. You know, it's sort of a, a connected world like, um, you know, like like an MCU or like Star Wars is all connected in that regard. Um, so I think uh, a lot of people like that continuity factor. Mm, yeah, definitely. I, I definitely am, am drawn to those types of series where it all it's different pieces, but it's all in the same universe and the characters are somehow interconnected. And I love I love just like exploring just like a whole new world and this whole landscape and stuff. So that's that's excellent, man. Absolutely. Yeah, that that's what I'm you know, I've been trying to do is essentially build a world, you know, a universe type thing and you know, have it all interconnected with legends and mythologies and all those kinds of things like that. Awesome. Awesome. And you, you had also mentioned before we started recording that you write for a, a magazine that focuses on mental health and, and physical disabilities. So how did you get into that? I found the magazine on LinkedIn and it was, you know, it was just getting started and saw it and I thought, okay, that, that's really cool. And so I reached out to the uh, editor of the magazine, Katie Tobik, and and I, I told her I was like, hey, you know, I'm an author. I got a lot of experience with mental health. You know, do you think that is there's any way we could collaborate? And you know, she said, yeah, yeah, we'd love to have you. And um, so we got to talking, and I've I've written I think three or four articles for them, and hopefully going to write some more in the future. But, you know, if you know anyone with a disability or have one, it's a great resource. It's a free online magazine. And, um, you know, it has a lot of things in there for you to to get the help you might need. Excellent. I'll be sure to include a link to that in the show notes. So if, if there's anybody that's listening that's interested, there'll be a link that they can tap on. Um, I'd be curious, as much as you're willing to disclose, because this is a recovery and, and mental health podcast, if you could kind of take us through your journey with mental health and when you first realized that maybe something was a little bit off or, or you know, what some of the early signs were and then what that journey looked like and how you've gotten to where you are today. Yeah. So, all right, let's see. I think it was back when I was about 10 years old, people started noticing uh, different facial and vocal tics uh, with me. And so, you know, I was taken to the doctor and first I was diagnosed with ADHD. And so I was treated for that. And then the uh, the medicine I was on that um, made my tics a whole lot worse. So then I ended up at a specialist that diagnosed me with Tourette syndrome and ADHD, I believe. Shortly after that, I started having, you know, anxiety and panic attacks, depression. Into my teen years, I developed uh, severe OCD, which I still, you know, struggle with a lot to this day. 
you know, so it was it was a tough time growing up just because of what I had to deal with. I always had, you know, great family, great support system. But even with that, you know, it's really hard to to deal with those kinds of things in any way. Um, so it was it was I dealt with it all the way. I mean, I still deal with it, but I dealt with it through elementary, middle, high school, college, um, all that. And, you know, I went into the teaching field for a while, but uh, after college, but I, you know, decided to get out of that and follow my dream to be a writer. And, um, you know, so I, I generally tell people, you know, if I can follow my dreams and you can too, because, you know, I've, I've been through so much and, you know, I still struggle with a lot and yet, yet I'm passionately following my dreams. And so I encourage others to definitely do the same. Excellent. Excellent. I'd be curious to know what, what has worked for you because I know depending on, you know, what someone's suffering from, there can be a multitude of of different solutions or different things that can help, whether that be medication, diet, exercise, sleeping patterns, like the list goes on and on of like different things that maybe even like environmental stimulations, like what, what sort of things have you found that have been useful for you? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, medication for sure, you know, you find the right medication, I believe. Um, you know, I've been, I've been out of therapy probably since I was 10. And, um, you know, some of my therapies have really helped. It's really, uh, therapy has really taught me a lot on how to deal with it and, you know, just how to, to cope with things in a healthy way. Exercise does help. You know, I try to stay active, even if it's just, you know, in the dog or something, I just, uh, try to keep active diet, I guess, you know, just, you know, don't eat a whole lot of, you know, junk food or something. I guess, you know, if you eat foods that make you feel bad, then it's going to make your anxiety and stuff worse. But, but yeah, all those factors are very important, but I'd say mostly, you know, medication and, and therapy and a lot of it's experience, just having dealt with it for so long. A lot of times that helps. Mm. What kind of advice would you give to somebody that, that maybe is younger than you and hasn't had all that experience that you have? And and what what are some things that you would tell them or some advice that you would give them? You know, I'd say I always tell people, you know, never be ashamed to go out and ask for help. You know, if you need it, there's in that. Uh, the longer you wait, the the harder it might be to deal with. You know, if you, if you keep all the stuff bottled in and, you know, it's, it's going to come out maybe at the wrong time. You know, I would tell people that, you know, you're not alone. And, you know, when I was young, I, I didn't know there were other people like me. So it, when I got older, it was good to learn that there are. So I would tell them, you know, you're not alone and uh, don't be ashamed. You know, talk about it with your family and friends. And, you know, if, if they won't listen to you or something, you know, find somebody who will. And just most importantly, I guess, don't be ashamed to ask for help. Those are some fantastic points that you're bringing up. And there's so many parallels that I can see between people with, with disabilities and mental health issues and people in recovery. And some of the stuff that you were just talking about is so important, no matter what someone is suffering with is finding that sense of community, finding other people that are similar to you that have been through similar situations. 
And, and like you said, you're not alone. And I think that that's one powerful tool that the internet has really helped us with is being able to find people with similar situations to us mm -hmm. and no longer feeling like we're alone. Cause I remember what, before I found recovery and I was using drugs and trying to figure out how do I stop? What do I do? I felt like I was alone. I felt like there was nobody else that understood that nobody else mm -hmm. knew these feelings that I had. And then I walked into my first meeting and there were like 15 people in this, in this room. And I, I sat there quietly and I was listening to other people share and they were sharing things. It was like little pieces of my story that I could pick out from their story. And then it was like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not alone. There's other people like me. And it was just like, this weight was lifted. Like I'm not the only one. Right. Right. Exactly. I understand that completely. But it's, it's, it's just such a powerful thing, you know, to find that community and to no longer feel like you're the only one. I just, I love exactly. that. And it's, it's just so, so important. Very much, very much. So, um, yeah, you know, I always tell people as well, whether it's, you know, mental health or addiction or something, I, I, I encourage people to be prepared for the letdowns. You know, sometimes your first round of treatment or something may not work. And you may have a relapse. And so I tell people, you know, don't give up just because it didn't work the first time or the second time. You got to keep on and it's going to take, you know, it's going to take a lot of work from you and you've got to just keep on, you know. Mm, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And and there's a phrase that I hear a lot in, in the rooms of recovery and it's it's take what you need and leave the rest. And I think that that's such an important message mm -hmm. for people to hear just because this one way works for me does not mean it's going to work for you. Find what works for you. Same with, with my wife and, and her situation. She's tried so many different medications and, you know, we, we think this one's going to work and it doesn't. And so we just, you know, go to the next one and, and try to find what works. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, it's a good message for people. And I, and it's a good thing to encourage them and remind them of that because I know for me, when something doesn't work the first time, it a lot of times it can just be it can feel so defeated, so defeating to for it to not yeah. work because you see it working for somebody else. And you're like, why doesn't it work for me? But we mm -hmm. need somebody there to remind us, like, hey, that might not have worked for you, but let's try it this way. Let's do this program. Let's try this medication. Let's try meditation. Let's try yoga. Let's you know fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Let's try something else. And I think that it's important to remind people to, to find what works for, for them and not to give up when the first solution they try doesn't work. Exactly. Yep. Very much. So you also mentioned that uh, you helped co-write, I believe you said some religious material. Is that correct? Yes. Uh -huh. It's a, um, it's an anthology. There's, um, there's eight books total. I co-authored four of them. Uh, it's four, five, six, and seven. It's um, it's basically an anthology about you know people on the front lines of uh, of prayer. You know, it's a Christian anthology, and it's about different people's experience with prayer and spirituality and stuff like that. Oh, very interesting. And is that something that you did? You grow up in a religious home, or is that something that you have found that helps you with with your situation, or or what is what is the background behind that? How'd you get into that? Yeah, I've always been, I, I grew up in a religious home. I've always been sort of a spiritual person, you know, with um, just, you know, someone who has faith. And so it was, 
you know, I wanted to get in on that. And, you know, that topic is, is pretty dear to me. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people, at least in the recovery community, there's like this weird thing. Cause there, it almost feels like when you're in recovery that you, when you're doing the step work and stuff, you, you end up, even if you don't know it, like there's this spiritual aspect to it. And even if you're not looking, you seem to find God, higher power, whatever word mm-hmm. that people use to describe that. But there's, it's, it's like, it's inevitable almost when you're, when you're doing that process is to find a, a God of your own understanding. And I think that it's, it's interesting because I wouldn't have, thought of that when I first came in, but it's something that just kind of happens naturally in that process. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, if you'd like, you could tell us more about, about the books and, and this universe that you've created of fiction with dwarves and whatever other characters you have. The, uh, the universe is called the seven branches Um, And so I just call all the books, you know, the seven branches saga. Um, There's, let's see, there's 11 known realms in the seven branches and all the books take place in, you know, the different realms. Uh, Most of them are, you know, in the earth realm for right now, but I hope to branch out later and explore the different realms. Um, Yeah, there's, there's all kinds of creatures like uh, dwarves, people, elves, goblins, all those kinds of things. And these books, the books actually have, most of them have spiritual messages in them as well that are sort of subtly in there. But they also translate to just, you know, general life messages and everything. But yeah, it's all connected. Soon I hope to do a a book uh, called The Seven Branches, which is, it's going to be like sort of an encyclopedic type of thing for different creatures that I made up and uh, the different worlds and the different mythologies and all that. So I hope to do that. That'll give people a better understanding of the things that are exclusive to that universe. I mean, aside from that, I'm working on the third book in my Baron World trilogy. After that, I've, I've got some stories that a few that I've already written and some that I want to write more after that. So I've, I've got a few in the pipeline. So do you have any characters in your books that kind of reflect your own personal journey? Anyone that's struggling with any sort of, you know, disability or mental health issue or anything like that? And, Cause you, you mentioned that there are some, some subtleties that, that tie back to, to God and religion and, it kind of makes me think of C.S. Lewis and the way that he writes and you can see parallels between his writing and, and Christianity and, and how those are kind of mirrored in, in his, some of his writing. You know, some of them, they, you know, they have, you know, simple religious things like, you know, loving family and um, you know, then there's other things about, you know, characters who might be insecure and just not content with themselves. And they, you know, throughout the story, they learn to accept themselves for who they are and, you know, uh, appreciate themselves so that others will too. Occasionally I, I do give a character a little bit of anxiety or something like that, just because it's, it's so easy for me to put that in the character because I've dealt with it so much. And people that know me say, oh, okay, well, you know, I can see your personality coming out through some of these characters and, 
I think it's like that for for most writers probably. But yeah, you know, and then there's some you know religious parallels to to God and Christ and things like that in the books that you know people will notice if you know if they're knowledgeable about that stuff. If not, they'll just look at it as another fantasy story, you know. So, but yeah. You mentioned uh, C.S. Lewis. I'd, I'd definitely look at him as, you know, someone to kind of mold my stuff by. Would you say that he's one of your biggest influences or who would you say as far as? Yeah, he, he really is. I, you know, I like the way he, he writes and the way he uh, he adds the messages in his books. So he's definitely one of my biggest influences. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I read some of his books uh, when I was younger. I, I I'm definitely a fan of of C.S. Lewis. Yeah. So where are you located now? What state are you in? I'm in Texas. Oh, okay, okay. Well, if you got any listeners in North Carolina, I'm going to be um, a guest at this year's Wake Forest Comic Con. I'll be uh, signing and selling books out there. If anybody's in the, the North Carolina area. You know, other than that, all I can really think to say is, um, you know, if you're if the listeners want to know more, you know, they can just um, they can visit my website. It's jedwardsholt.com. It has pretty much everything I got going on and it has uh, links to all my social media and a way that they can email me as well. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate you being open about some of your past struggles and I know it can be difficult for us to to talk about some of those things that make us uncomfortable or that we don't, you know, that, that isn't something that we normally just, you know, we're out and open and talking about it. So I appreciate you being vulnerable and, and sharing some of that with us and, and telling us about your books and, and all the different projects that you're working on. And I think the resource to that magazine is going to be very helpful for a lot of people that listen to this show. So I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing. Absolutely. Great, great. Yeah, I hope they'll check it out. That'd be great. (laughs) Jay, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really do appreciate it. If you guys are interested in learning more about his books or the magazine that he writes for, be sure to check out the links in the show notes. You've been listening to Recovery Survey. If you got anything out of today's episode, I'd ask you to please leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can find us at recoverysurvey.com. You can listen to all of our episodes on the website as well as connect with us on social media where you can get previews for upcoming episodes.